Good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to the No Mongol Podcast, a weekly show about all things skateboarding. And my name is Rick Beta. You can email the show, nomongopodcast at gmail.com, or follow along on social media, at Rick Beta. That's R-I-C-K-B-A-T-A. Either way, I look forward to hearing from you. Now, a few weeks ago now, yeah, it's been a few weeks, I had a nice chat with Scott Loist, uh, you know, about mostly all things related to skate parks. And I remember asking him, you know, what makes a good skate park? You know, what makes one bad? What makes it great? And I do recall, like, one of the key things he mentioned was, you know, the flow and the design of the park. And, you know, of course, adequate supply of the, you know, the right obstacles and stuff like that makes a huge difference, too. So if you haven't heard that episode, circle back. It's a few episodes back. But the knowledge I gained from that conversation obviously stuck with me, you know. And it was the first thing I thought of when I checked out David Gravett's, it was the latest Worst Skate Park Ever episode from Bronson. Wow. All I got to say is, I mean, for this particular episode, they hit up a small, and I do mean small, park in Gresham, Oregon. Okay, it's uh, Davis Skate Park, to be exact, is what it's called. So, and if you check out the video, I'll include it in the link, I mean, in the show notes, the link in the show notes. Pause it at 22 seconds. That's it. That's the park. I mean, I mean, Scott, maybe Scott would be able to chime in more than me, but that doesn't look, I, mean, I, I was trying to like see both sides. It doesn't look too bad, but it's definitely not like a destination park either. You know, <laughs> however, I do, I, I know for a fact there are far worse spots out there too. So I'm keeping that in mind. This park has a pyramid in the middle and a couple different ledges, you know, and a bank. So very small. I think, yeah, literally, you can count them all in one hand, I think. It was five total. And what was really crazy is that, I guess David, he's lived, like, he said, 12 to 15 minutes, you know, from this park. And he's been there 12 years. And he's only visited one other time before. So it's not a hot spot in Oregon, obviously. But the spot, it had a, a bunch of, like, small bondo patches and some pretty, like, wicked cracks on the pyramid. But he was able to bust out like a nice variety of tricks, you know, on that, what he had, you know. And yes, the cracks, they, they were indeed scary. But what, what worried me most about watching this video was the about that dog. I thought that dog was going to get like double or like quadruple like shinners. It was uh, very scary to see. So I kept focusing on the damn dog. But anyway, side note. And if anything, you have to at least check out this video to see what he called is a half rail, half ledge spot. It's very, I mean, it's literally as I describe it, but you have to see it. It's, and he had the question, which one came first? It's a damn good question, David. Damn good question. But it's just so like, you see it and you're like, huh? So obviously, I mean, I think the ledge was there first and maybe it was starting to crack and they put the rail there. It just, it, it looks so, it looks different, but he was able to do some gnarly stuff on it regardless so but he also had to bring like his own sign to cover up there's like literally one inch cracks they did a slow-mo clip of it that are spread out throughout the park like maybe every four feet you know four feet or so so imagine that imagine having to bring your own like handicap sign you know to the skate park you know i think next time maybe or if they're going to do some improvements maybe reach out to canton russell Maybe get a call, like, you know, seek his advice or at least check out, you know, the skate park project. Or maybe even hit up Scott. 
way up there in Canada, even if it's, you know, sorry, Scott, I'm throwing you under, but hey, man, they, it, it, when you see this, you know what we're talking about. They needed some help with this, you know? But nevertheless, as per David, after taking a fall, here's what he said, though. You can't blame the park, but I sure would like to. That's true. You can't blame the park. He, he's doing, David actually, I mean, actually, uh, let me say it for you, David. I will blame the park for you on this one, as I I would. I'll blame it for you, Matt. And the next time I'm up in Oregon, though, I'm, I'm going to have to check this one out in person. I, I have to. It's just a must. It looks like a must-see in person. I have to try it out myself. You know, I probably won't be able to do the tricks that he did, but I need to see it. I mean, I think, all in all, he did the best he could with the best he had. And that's kind of like a lot of us, right? We got... Everyone has the the one park that, you know, it's, it's not going to be the best thing in the world, but it's all you have, you know. It, but this one was, it, the place is super windy, and he was still able to pull off some flip tricks. I mean, he literally had to get his tongue wet and kind of, you know, almost kind of like a golf shot. You, know, you got to choose, you know, which direction you're going to go, follow the wind. The dog made it out alive, so that was most important, you know, as I mentioned earlier. And he was also able to sneak in. And I, I, I caught on to this very quickly, though. He was able to sneak in some product placement with success, too. You guys, if you, I'm not joking. If you, if you watch it, notice it right around 6 minutes, 25 seconds. Very sneaky, David. Very subtle. I see you, man. I see you working. But did you guys check this one out? I'll include the link, as I said, in the show notes. Let me know if you've seen or ridden, like, worse parks. Send me a pic or a pin or whatever of the worst park in your neighborhood. And I'm very curious to see how bad it is and can be out there. Actually, let me replace curious with terrified because I know there are some pretty bad ones out there. Got to get us a petite. Pardon the delay. So it's, it's been, it's been a while actually since I've mentioned his name, but I am very proud to announce that, Although I never did secure that final interview with him, I recently found out the reason why Brandon Beeble left skateboarding. You heard that right. Beeble fans, I have come to your rescue with like all the answers to your questions about him just vanishing from skateboarding for good. Well, actually, it's just it's just one answer to one question, but it just happens to be like the it makes the most sense, you know, of them all. In fact, it was it was a game show that killed Brandon Beeble's skateboarding career. One single game show did him in. And what's crazy is that we didn't even know it at the time. In hindsight, in hindsight, it all makes sense. It the it it all checks out. And here here's what I'm gonna say. So I never subscribed to ETN or watch any of the videos that were released on the platform, but now that you know, SLS is blessing us with most of his content. There's probably going to be more flooding our, our timelines on YouTube. I decided to check out the show called Four Wheels Live. Not sure if that's like a golf relation, you know, because there's a lot of extra O's in that. But four or not, you get one. It might be, you know. But the, here's here's the original announcement from the show back in 2017. ETN is premiering a new game show called Four Wheels Live today. The premise is that two pro skaters complete challenges picked for them after the four wheels in the studio are spun. Some challenges are more difficult than others, and some are downright outrageous. The result is a highly entertaining show that is sure to become one of your favorites. Check out the trailer for the first episode featuring Brandon Beeble and Slash Above. 
And if you haven't already, download ETN today. Clearly, that's from 2017, as I mentioned, but that was their pitch. You know, and I have to be honest, I, I kind of wish I subscribed to the service back in the day. It would have saved me just the time and effort of trying to get Brandon on the show. And I would have simply known right then and there it was game over from that point on. I'm like, yeah, duh. So for those of you who still haven't seen that show yet, I can tell you exactly when this happened, okay? It's kind of a light bulb moment. Boop. I was like, wow. And keep in mind, Brandon was doing great the entire show. He was he was well in the lead the whole game or match or whatever you want to call it. But how insane is it that something worth 12,000 cents, yeah, 12,000 cents, that's the prize money he earned for this, would become like his fork in the road. 12,000 cents. You know, and I'll include the, the link for the show as well, but it was right around 9 minutes, 18 seconds. That's where it all began. All from a 12,000 thousand cent fence hop <laughs> you pause it pause it at 1007 you see that see his face right then and there i guarantee you that was this that was the, like the beginning of the end and if we could only go back and find out what was going on through his mind at that time you know now knowing his determination his drive he's like a hundred percent on that's it pedal to the metal I bet he was like, no way in hell am I going to let this fence get the best of me. He wasn't putting his feet on the fence either. He was hopping over. He was probably like, push through, Bebo, push through, man. I got this. <laughs> he even went on to say the jumping the fence is the hardest part. He he was quoted saying that. <laughs> I was like, I was just watching. I'm like, of course, of course. I mean, I bet that pissed him off. Ignited a fire in them. You see what I mean? It makes all sense now that in hindsight, you're, oh yeah, duh. And when I saw that video in my feed, I almost scrolled past it. I'm like, eh, just another game show. I'm not a mood people. Eh. Now I'm glad I did it. You know, I'm glad I did not scroll past it. And talk about getting so much needed closure to all the Beeble fans out there in the world. Many of you will sleep better tonight. So. For that, I say you're welcome. You know? Now we just need to find out what happened to Slash. Is he in jail or something? I I just, I remember hearing things, and it, I think it was related to golf, too. Hmm. Very interesting on the, the title of the show. And Okay, anyway. Noted, I got a note to self to, to find out more about that. So, so, yeah. So, if you guys check that out, let me know what your thoughts. But I wanted to stay... On the topic of subscription services, you know, only because I feel that we've become like way they they the 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 services and we humans we've become more acceptant. Uh, we we accept the the service model more. It's more common now, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But did you subscribe to ETN? If so, how much was it? Was it like ill fated from the start? Or did, did it have, like, a legit chance? I'm trying to be serious here. I'm not trying to knock it that it's, it's down. And how much was it? I tried looking up to see how much it was, but I kept getting, like, this stock symbol or whatever. ETN. It was just, I'm like, whatever. I'm not going to spend too much money. Someone out there had to have had the service. is going to let me know. I'll let you guys know as well. But I asked this because just going through all the, the subscription services we have out there now, and some of them we subscribe to here 
in, in our household. But you think about it, like, and we we ditched cable a couple years ago, and now we have Hulu, you know, ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, Netflix, Prime, Amazon, HBO Max, like. The list goes on and on and on, right? We went at most, I say we, a lot of us, I'm talking about the general population, went from one subscription, maybe two, you know, you had cable and Netflix, to multiple, okay? So spending that monthly fee isn't a big thing anymore. And the thing is, I don't really consume a lot of content on these particular apps as well, if you get my point. So having multiple subscriptions for your entertainment is the norm. A lot of us pay for subscriptions that, you know, they're auto-billed and we don't use them and they're just, you know, and this isn't even including like gaming services or anything like that. I'm just talking about specifically like TV. But I guess what I, the reason why I want to talk about today is like, do you see like a channel or a service like ETN making a, either a comeback or something else coming up down the road? I think it's, it's a possibility. I just think the timing of their launch was maybe off by like a few years. And I can totally see something like that thriving in 2021 and beyond. But it has to be the right content too. As I mentioned, I don't really watch a lot of other stuff on the, all those subscription services. I just, it, it's, it has to be a quality, not quantity for me. And that's the problem with all these other services I just mentioned. All I ever do literally is I scroll through, scroll, 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 go to another app scroll 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 eventually get frustrated hand over the remote to my wife or my kids we all play hot potato because we don't want to commit there's too many options i mean my kids can obviously pick something but (laughs) i just realize that i'm just i'm just unable to settle on something and there's just way too many shows and movies these days way too much i can never decide however the odds are always better for me if it's something skateboard related so I, i notice that like because that's usually what I end up doing anyway, like whether it's watching YouTube or reading the latest mags, which reminds me, I just got the latest Skate Winches magazine, issue number 16. Great stuff. Get it if you guys haven't yet. But for me, a subscription-based skateboarding channel is something I would definitely consider now. Just because I'm bored with all the other ones. I'm so bored with Netflix. So bored with Prime. Like I watch, when I do, I end up watching movies I've already watched. You know, because either maybe I can multitask or not have to commit or waste two hours of my life for some crappy movie. You know what I mean? And I'd be perfectly fine canceling one of those services for a for one that would benefit skateboarders, one that would put money in skateboarders or skateboard creators pockets. That's the key thing for me. And we all know there's not a lot of money in skateboarding. You know, if you're in the game, you're sponsored pro. I mean, even just a regular skater, right? Unless it's for gear, you know, games, the occasional physical copy of like a video. Skateboarders generally don't like pull out their wallets for for anything. <laughs> you know? I'm not that's not a dig, it's just a fact. It just it has to be something special is what I'm saying. Like they're just like, oh here, take my money. No. That's why, you know, I think I didn't, I mean, I just watched literally just this one show and I can see why people who are subscribing to ETN, it would probably be a tough thing to keep going. Just, you know, but maybe we'll find more shows that get released and I'll be like, oh, you know what? That was a good thing. Why in the hell did they pull the plug on it? You know, but it has to be something special. And don't worry, I'm going to say yet. I won't chime in on NFTs and I'll say it yet. Because it's it kind of ties in with what I'm saying. I, I'm still learning about these two. I keep seeing it. I know everyone's tired of that acronym. Like, yeah, I get it. But I think there's something in that too. 
but I'm not I'm not there yet. I don't have a, ta- a full take on it. Maybe that's another episode. But I guess I wanted to put it out to the universe, okay? Because this got me thinking. Anyone that's maybe like-minded people out there or anything, any anything down the road who are maybe considering like a service like that, I would be down to talk, to brainstorm, to think of some ideas because I think there's something there. I think ETN just missed it by a few years. A lot of us are paying for subscriptions that we're just used to it now. It's the way we spend our money, the way we consume our content. It's all on our devices. You can get it on your TV now. So you can have, like I mentioned on previous episodes, I like to watch things on my TV and not just my phone to enhance the experience. So if you're, even if you're listening to this years from now and you, you have some ideas about something similar, you know, let, let's talk. I'd love to hear some ideas, some brainstorming ideas about the future of just skateboarding content. Because it's not going to be Instagram forever. I think YouTube's going to be around for... YouTube will be around longer than Instagram is what I'm thinking. I mean, Facebook, yeah, people post there. But I think... I don't know. See, it's hard to say. I can see something like this happening, for sure. It just was off by a few years. So I still think there's hope for you know subscription-based skateboarding content. And what exactly that means, I don't know yet. Would you feel like perfectly fine paying for it now? Have you have Has your point of view changed from you know when etn originally came out you know what's your cutoff per month is it four dollars seven dollars twenty dollars you know would you pay as much for twenty dollars for quality content i'm serious now so let me know your thoughts but that's all i got for this week you guys thanks so much for tuning in if you subscribe and do all that fun stuff leave good reviews that that makes it better too but i'm not going to beg you guys to do it if you if you have two minutes hey take the time tell a stranger about the show Tune into other skate podcasts as well. Give them love. You know what I mean? It's all about the love. It's all about this community. I, th- I appreciate you guys making me part of your day today. So I will see you next Tuesday. Later. Later.